Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today, we are fortunate to have Geza Tataye. And where are you seated today? Um, right now, I'm in uh, San Francisco. Uh, we have a small apartment here because we have a daughter and two grandsons, and we love to come and visit them. We are, my main residence is Vermont, Barnard, Vermont, but we also love to house there out in rural Vermont, and that's where I end up writing a lot of my poetry. So it's good to be here for a month or so now. Do you, do you primarily now reside in the United States? Yes, now, now, yes, that's uh, where I primarily reside. That was uh, 2015. Before that, we uh, spent a lot of time in Europe uh, and South America, Canada, mm -hmm. with, uh, so we've lived all over the world. Now I'm a green card holder. I reside in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. The reason I'm talking to Gaze and asking about where he is is actually he was born in Budapest, in Hungary, um, and escaped there, uh, escaped from there with his family in 1956 during the Hungarian Revolution. So he and he since then has gone on and become a Rhodes Scholar and has a lot of education, more than I'm going to mention here, just to say he's a very highly educated man. He has 13 published books, thrillers, memoirs, poetry, and children's books. And all of this information is available on his website. And I'm going to share my screen so you can see the website here, because it's really nice. Here we go. Oh, good, thank you. See the books um, are available on here. It goes on and on and on. Goodness gracious, do you ever sleep? No, 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 no. A lot of this uh, stuff that's out there, I, I wrote uh, some time ago, and I finally, now, now that I'm retired, I'm able to sort of work it into publishable material. And, and in fact, a lot of the poetry that certainly is in my first two volumes, I wrote. Uh, as a young man, uh, some of the college. The latter two volumes, which I'll be uh, focusing on today, are, are much more recent. All right. Than, than this one, uh, yeah. Extinction. Extinction Rebellion. Rebellion is the latest one, yes. And the one before that is Extinction. Yeah. And the focus of mo both of those is uh, yeah, a lot of the poems are, are focused on climate change. Uh, and, uh, right. Absolutely. The world around us and to other species and ourselves. Yes, climate change is a big concern, a big issue. And mm -hmm. I was really, I don't know if I want to say the word happy because it makes me unhappy that we have to deal with it. Yes. However, as I think you and I are probably pretty close to the same age, um, we grew up being able to breathe the air and enjoy the mm -hmm. sun and, and Mm -hmm. You know, play outside and not have to worry. I didn't even know what sunscreen was yeah. back then. Um, or now you have to be really concerned when you go out and spend much time in the sun or anything like that because everything's yes. changed. Yes. And I, I, a lot of my concern is about the world we're leaving for my children and my grandchildren. What they will have to deal with. And, uh, it's, it's a shame that we have created a world where there are these issues that they will have to face. Mm -hmm. 
So now, now I write about them in my book. I'm gathering from perhaps you know the work we've done with government and the studies that you've done, all of that kind of um, helped you along the way in developing these books. Um, about yes, yes, yes. A lot, lot of this concern for climate change actually goes back to um, my studies at Harvard. I had a wonderful professor, and Roger Ravel, who was my mentor, and he actually also became Al Gore's mentor. Was one of the first people to speak out about uh, uh, climate change and the effect that uh, greenhouse gases are having on, on the world. So that stuck with me. And uh, then I worked up in the Arctic for two summers with the Canadian Geological Survey. And of course, I started seeing what, what is happening to that uh, fragile environment, uh, uh, or how fragile that environment is. And uh, that spawned uh, a couple of my thrillers and some of the poems that are in this. And then living all over the world in, in my career, I uh, uh, became exposed to different cultures and um, different environments and what was happening, happening to uh, different places. So that was part of an education and enjoying that. Well, I was reading your poetry and it really, it strikes home and it really makes the valid, valid points about, you know, what's going on. and. In a way, you know, it's kind of sad, but in, in another way, it's an eye opener um, mm -hmm. to what we need to pay attention to. And that's one of the things that, you know, I love about poetry is it does give you an opportunity to express um, some of these things that aren't always, you know, flowers and, you know, that. Yes. Um, and it's, it's another form of expression, another for, way of reaching people to explain the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes, and hopefully it does does that. Some of these poems do that and reach people and actually get them to say, "Gee, this is something that's a, that is a concern. That should do something." Like that. You know what's amazing is the, the young generation of people like Greta Thunberg, Sweden, and others who are uh, really have taken climate change uh, uh, up as a cause and are fighting for 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 their future, basically. And uh, as an old older person now, an old man, trying to help that process with my poetry. Uh, in a couple of my earlier involvements in, in uh, the business world uh, were with uh, renewable energy companies. I helped a couple get started. And my son is a very active uh, with the renewable energy fund in uh, Kenya. reach people with your words do you have are you doing any circuiting around that people are aware of these words that you have to share well before uh, COVID I was uh, doing live reading certainly throughout Vermont which is where we spent most of the year and also up in Canada I did some uh, readings uh, and that now it's mostly online but, uh, it's wonderful that you're doing this with me because of all of your hopefully help reach a new audience uh, and uh, I've done several other podcasts uh, and uh, uh, it's hopefully it all adds up to something. Uh, I do remember 
libraries, uh, for example, also with the Vermont Humanities Organization, they need to do some uh, work with the it's a couple of their programs. So yeah, no, it's good. I enjoy, I, I enjoy it to the best well, we're resilient people, you know, give us a pandemic and we'll still figure out a way to communicate with exactly. one another. Exactly. No, it's, been, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, been, it's been a revelation how we can do this yes, with all these different apps and uh, online uh, situations. So, yes, it's good. Um, actually, more people are being heard, more people are sharing, and I think you're finding that even after the pandemic is all said and done, whenever that's going to be, the people are still going to go to virtual meetings more. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. A lot of people won't go into their offices. They'll be working online. My niece is in healthcare, working with a small healthcare startup. They decided they won't have an office anymore. They'll be better working from home in case we have. Uh, meetings and conference rooms and taking them. So it's, it's a new way of uh, dealing with uh, the working life. So it's good. Flexibility is the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. How about you share with us some of your beautiful poetry? Thank you. I, I, I'd love to share. I guess I, I think there are three poems from uh, two of my volumes that I will share, if I may. One. Mm -hmm. Uh, from Extinction, uh, and uh, it's the very first poem that is in the volume called The Witching Hour, uh, and, and it is actually a poem that relates to what we were talking about climate change. So here it is. Witching Hour. Is this the witching hour, the turning point, when the simmering seas boil, spill across the cauldron's brim to flood this verdant earth? Corpses of frogs and fish, seals and birds, our detritus, plastics and rotting halls, wash up with the silt to bury my feet. Is this the witching hour, the turning point, when wildfires spread raging across the land and consume forests and fields, roads and towns, killing with burning heat and acrid smoke, all life they find in homes or barns or nests? or frantically fleeing the fate of them. Is this the witching hour, the turning point? We know damn well it is, but do nothing. We continue our hedonistic lives, complicit in destroying our woman. So that yeah. was uh, some extinction. The next one. Sorry? It's spot on to what we're dealing with right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and several of the other poems in that uh, one have a similar theme, and, and a lot of them focus on specific species that uh, are under threat or are simply I try to capture the beauty of life outdoors to get that across. Um, the next poem also has a somewhat similar theme, and uh, it's from Extinction Rebellion. And when we lived in Vienna for five years, we used to love to go to the uh, concerts, and especially on New Year's Eve, the Reverend Harmonic played the, their New Year's Eve concert, and they played a lot of waltzes, and this one was inspired by 
Johann Strauss book, Waltz, called Wo die Zitronen blühen, Where the Lemons Blossom. And that's the title of the film. Where the Lemons Blossom. Lemons still blossom, and not just in Italy. They thrive in Assam, in Burma, and Persia, as well in California and Florida. You can hear Strauss's Vodic Tone and Blue and Waltz today on your iPhone anywhere in the world. Or read a novel by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, his masterpiece, Wilhelm Meister's Apprenticeship. You can delight in Manet's exquisite still life, Le Citron, painted in 1880. But will lemons, will anything, still bloom anywhere when man caused climate change ravages this planet? Will we be around to appreciate this fruit, so perfect, its blossoms beauty, its taste tartness, and the wonder of the sublime art it inspired? So the concern there is that uh, not only are we destroying uh, nature and certain species with the world around us, but also that impacts on our well, what is created out there, um, the art world, the music, and uh, our, our ability to appreciate those going forward. If if uh, here we become extinct, or those things become extinct, so it's a it's a call to action again in a different form. I appreciate too how your your poetry really draws in the senses, you know, as you're reading that and then you talked about the lemons and that and then you just started sensing that and then wondering about that as being a loss. Yes, you know. yes, that's what profound. Yes, that's what I to yeah. A lot of my uh, poetry is inspired by uh, other art forms, by music, by uh, visual arts. So yeah, certainly. My very first one, Cello Spears, uh, has a lot of poetry uh, that's uh, in the title suggests it's uh, uh, inspired by music and other arts. So, if I may, I, I will read one more poem. Okay. That is uh, more focused on uh, personal extinction. As I become older, I'm, uh, I realize that I'm a mortal human being and eventually. I will no longer be around either. So this is uh, a poem which uh, I wrote a couple of years ago. It's called When I Die. When I die, who will grieve for me? Who will shed tears when the bell tolls? When I'm no longer conscious, no longer feeling and loving, will you, dear, kiss me one last time, hold my ice-cold hand to your heart? And when my body burns to ashes or decays, devoured by maggots, how long, love, before you forget my face, my voice, my touch, my laugh? When you walk through the fall forest, swim in our pond below the falls, will you remember our delight sharing such sunny, summer days? And when you lie alone at night, naked in another's arms, will you still evoke our great love, the exquisite of our company? When our children come from afar, over dinner and lots of wine, 
Would you smile as you reminisce about my quirks, faults, and foibles? When you play with our grandchildren, sing them a song, kiss them goodnight. Will you gently remind me, dear, that I love them with all my heart? And as you read these, my poems, my cello spirits, sotto voce, will you try hard to remember the joy of our life together? For there will be no more of me, only what is left to me. Wow. Well, that's really about mortality. Mm-hmm. We all become extinct at some point. So whether we do anything about climate change or not, it's our fate. But uh, in time, we should certainly try and better the world and live as, live as full a life as possible. So, Hope we have as long as possible. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So that, that, I, I can share other poems if you'd like, but those are the three that uh, uh, we focus on different aspects of poetry. Really very profound, very prolific poetry there um, that you offer. I would encourage people to check out your books. Um, I am in the process of reading through Extinction now, and it's it's drawing, and you have a lot of haiku in there. Yes, um, you know, I, I'm fond of. Yes, no, I, I uh, lived for a year in Japan, and that's where I was in my early 20s. I worked at the World's Fair, Expo 70, and that's where I became exposed to height when I fell in love with the art. So I love it for its terseness, and uh, just with a few uh, words, a few syllables, it conveying a feeling or a vision of nature or something like that. Uh, it's, it's to me it, it is it captures the essence of what poetry should be. It's really being as, as succinct as possible, but still being a, a wonderful image across. So I, I do write a lot of haiku, and because but, but because I put them in, in volumes with other poems, I I usually use a, a phrase or a couple of words from haiku to identify haiku to this medium as titles. And I've written some other Japanese forms contact at this time, but I just love the haiku. And as you see, most of my poems are quite short. I very rarely do my poems. I can appreciate that. I tend to write mine fairly short as well. So you write haiku too? I do. I dabble in it a little bit. It was my first form I learned um, when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. We did an anthology. You know, my mm-hmm. class did an anthology, okay. and we studied all the different Asian forms of poetry. And well, so, that's that's so that was my first real exposure to writing poetry. It's actually my, grand, my grandson, who's uh, just uh, been, been seven. He, uh, he he has he has already been exposed to haiku in this class, uh, so it's, it's, it's an easy form to start getting getting them involved. I've helped him write a few helpful. Yeah. So it's fun. Bonding experience there, Grandpa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So it's you have some poets coming into your next generation. Hopefully, yes. 
Right. No, I've got another poetry collection coming out towards the end of this year or early next year. It's to be called Poems for Our World. And, and there again, there are a lot of poems which uh, uh, look at the, the beauty of life, but also uh, what we're doing to the world around us and uh, uh, how we're destroying some, some of it. And, uh, yeah, so it's a similarly theme with the extinction extinction event. You can come back on when that comes out and share great. some of that poetry great. with us. Great. great, thank you. And then I have a short story collection coming out later this year in October. And that's my first short, short story collection. A lot of those stories I wrote some stories actually are based on dreams that I wrote down some time ago. I was dabbling in uh, trying to understand the dream world and how creativity works in that. that other state, and so half of the stories are based on dreams, and the other half are based on reality and lots of other concerning social issues, immigration, and veterans' affairs, and human So that's that'll be an interesting collection for people to look at as well. It'll be called The Mind Spins. I love short story. That's my other thing. I enjoy reading is short stories. And do you write? Do you write short stories too? I do. I I do some. Well, this is my first collection of first books, so maybe I'll write a few more after. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Hazel, for coming on to this show. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. And thanks. When your next book comes out, just come on back and we'd love to Great. hear your song poetry. Great. Thank you. And thank you to you and to your audience for uh, listening to me. We'll be in touch again. Thank right, you. You betcha. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Come back again soon. Would you like to be on our podcast? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and we'll get back to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.